episode 180 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club. The Adelphi Racing Club is a partnership in every sense of the word, not a syndicate, and our members are treated like partners, not investors. If you're interested in joining a group of like-minded individuals and having a truly interactive ownership experience, we are the right fit for you. Adelphi offers a variety of partnership options, including yearlings, two-year-olds in training, private purchase, and claiming options. Join the Adelphi Racing Club today, and as you can see on the bottom of the screen, to get in touch with the Adelphi Racing Club and Racing Manager Matt Cutier, there's the website information, his email, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, let's start 180 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good evening and welcome to episode 180 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us on what will be an amazing show tonight because this Saturday, whoa, is there a card of cards? It's Penn Derby Day. It's the Cantillion. It's an unbelievable day of racing at parks, and we are here to cover it like a glove. Please make sure you subscribe. On the bottom right-hand side of the screen, you guys know what to do. Please smash that like button. We'd really appreciate it. That'll tell YouTube this is a fantastic podcast. And then also hit that notification bell so that you know when, when new content will arrive. Of course, you can see on the bottom of my screen, my Twitter handle, at hkravitz. And on the scroll at the bottom of the screen, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com is my email address. You can also listen to us, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. We'd highly appreciate if you do that. Also, a little new information. We now have something called Power Picks. Yes, it used to be called the Race Day Blog. It is now called our Power Picks. It is our tip sheet. It's only $15.99 per month. I would recommend, however, that if you're interested in purchasing the Power Picks, you actually wait until next weekend because at the beginning of every month, uh, Patreon, who's our third-party payment center, does automatically charge everyone on the first of every month. So it'd probably be a good idea to hold off purchasing that uh, the, our power picks until uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after as well. And then, of course, we have a fantastic website. You can information about the podcast at hhhracingpodcast.com. All right, let me bring on... Uh, one of my co-hosts, we have one co-host tonight, uh, Paul Halloran, I do not believe will be with us tonight. He has a very exciting family engagement, actually, that we can talk about for a second. But let me bring on my very trusty co-host from Maryland, who will be helping us through tonight's very difficult pick five sequence. It is the one and only Pete Visco. Pete, how are you doing tonight? What's going on, Howard? How's it going, man? 
Uh, how did that pick five at Parks this weekend? Whoa, we we have got a show tonight. It's a good one. Yeah, there's some deep field. My, I think when I was doing my my initial my initial run at the the pick five ABC bracket, I had about a nine hundred dollar ticket. So, needless to say, need to make some cuts. But we'll, we'll see if we can get through some get some good. Hopefully, we can cut down and come up with some good opinions tonight with our with our awesome guests. Well, I think I think Paul's initial ticket was like two eighty eight, and then he cut yeah. it down to fifty four. Um, I'm feeling right. our guests that are coming on would also prefer to have it bigger than a fifty dollar ticket. But knowing those guys. They're going to be firing their own tickets much bigger than 50 bucks, especially one guy, you know, for sure. But we'll, we'll get to that because I had firsthand knowledge of this guy. He will be firing uh, for sure. So, Pete, again, uh, Paul Halloran, uh, of course, our wonderful co-host. You want to tell the whole world uh, what he's going on tonight with his wife? Pretty exciting. Yeah, she's getting actually I, I forget the details. I know she's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Was it the high school? Because she's a basketball coach. Is that yeah, correct? Um, exactly I don't remember right. yeah. the I don't remember the high school name. I know he had it in his text, but it's an awesome honor. And we're really happy for Paul. We're happy for his wife. I hope he's having a, a great night watching her um, just be honored in that way. Listen, anytime you're in any Hall of Fame, I don't care if it's I mean, I don't care. Yeah, NFL. yeah. That's pretty cool. Christine, hello. Thanks for joining the show. Again, we're going to have a big viewership tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Please make sure uh, type comments in the chat, top right-hand corner of your screen if you're on YouTube. If you're watching this on Twitter or some other avenue, I recommend you go uh, go ahead to YouTube and watch it on our YouTube channel because that way you can engage in our live chat. Of course, we got Penn State Scott, Philly in the house. Wow, we already got a Sixers fan, Eagles, Flyers. They're all here. I know our our uh, guests are going to love that. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fans from Philadelphia. Uh, Pete, let's not waste any time. Let's bring these guys on. They've been very let's patient. One I, uh, one of these uh, guests we have I met for the first time at Saratoga. He was on my trip at Saratoga Springs with Brad Anderson and uh, Matt Miller. Had a great time. What a fantastic guy. I'd, I'd known a lot about him, but I had a chance to meet him for the first time. And we've got another young pup. No, it's not Kyle Roscoe. We got another uh, younger generation, uh, excellent handicapper who I found out through In the Money Media and through Twitter. And I'm really excited to have him. So let's not bury the lead. Let's bring these guys on right now, Pete. First, we're going to go um, age before beauty. Let's bring on first. We got two guys in Philly. Uh, again, fantastic um, handicapper, met him at Saratoga, longtime contest player. Very knowledgeable, everything about horse racing. Mr. Joe Mecca. Joe, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, Howard. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, Joe. And hey, let's Pete. bring on our, our the young pop, the guy that uh, has all that knowledge with, with, the, with the younger viewers, does a fantastic job with In the Money uh, Media and Pierre Thomas Fornitale, really making a name for himself on Twitter with some excellent picks. Let's bring him on, Andrew Rosinski. Andrew, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Joe and Andrew, this, this card, I, I know you guys are excited being Philly guys. And I mean, every, you know, Penn Derby card is good. And I, we've all been betting them for a very long time. Oh, we got Brad Anderson. There you go, uh, Joe. But, uh, Andrew, Joe, I'll start with you first. This card, yeah. not only is the 13 races, big fields. This is one of the better Penn Derby cards I think I've ever seen, to be honest. Oh, it, it, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's stacked from, you know, race one all the way through 13. I mean, we have huge fields. We have some great, um, really nice turf racing. Some, I mean, it's just an unbelievable card. And, you know, there's going to be 
a lot of spots to to I think make some some nice money on on the card today on the card on Saturday. For sure, um, Andrew, uh, talk a little about yourself really quickly. I, I gave a little intro of people that are not familiar with you, and Joe, I'll have you do the same in just a moment. Sure. Yeah, um, I wasn't like I'm not I'm first generation when it comes to like anything uh, in the industry wise, but my parents were you know um, big horse racing fans. Uh, grew up around. I'm only I was born five minutes away from Park, so I've, I've been there since it was Philadelphia Park. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I started being a jockey agent at 18 um, back in 2017. Um, did that for nine, 10 months, you know, tried it out and whatnot. But I, I was a little bit too young to be, you know, really getting any uh, type of business. But since then, kept the connections, you know, build up some friendships and whatnot. I've done some hot walking in Delaware and I've been kind of just handicapping every year since I was a senior in high school, but I was 18. Once I turned 18, uh, Dan Troyman gave me a shot on his website and I was doing West coast stuff for him for a little bit, then moved over to the daily Gallup. And then I moved over to, uh, in the money media, um, currently doing, a the last couple of days of a partnership with stable duel for the road to the Pennsylvania Derby. Um, which you know, if you need a you need any information about that, you can always hit me up on Twitter. Um, there's a big game on Saturday, but uh, other than that, we'll just you know I'm just here to handicap, and I like doing that, and I, I want to become you know something bigger in the rankings as it goes, you know, as time goes. But we'll see how it goes, and uh, I'm excited for Saturday. Well, we're happy to help you, uh, Andrew. Hopefully, this uh, show we we started from literally nothing a year and a half ago to over 100. 50,000 views on his YouTube channel. We've had a lot of famous guests on and some excellent handicappers. So, uh, and I, of course, was uh, have some uh, relationship with Peter Thomas Forentel in the money media as well. So uh, that, that that train uh, continues. And you might want to, uh, Andrew, you might want to lower your camera just a tad bit because your, oh, yeah, your, name, your you. name tag, is, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Joe, again, for you've been around. You're an old guy like me. Um, <laughs> you have a lot more experience with contest play than I do. Um, tell yeah. everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've been in God horse racing, I guess, 25 years now. I got in it the harness way, actually. I was uh, I was an owner in harness horses uh, right about when Chester opened up. Um, I was with a group of people that um, – it started buying some horses and uh, you know, we had some great success. I loved it and uh, started making some friends up at parks and everything else. And um, cause parks is my home track. And um, once we got uh, casinos, um, you know, everyone was like, get rid of the harness horses and let's start buying thoroughbreds. And uh, you know, that's what I did for, Oh, 10, 12 years. Um, I owned them for a while until unfortunately, you know, my trainer, Chris Landesini passed away. Um, and I haven't really got back into it. Um, but on the gambling end, yeah, I've been betting on horses, uh, for, like I said, almost 25 years now. I've had some success in the contest world. As you said, I won the, uh, 2018 world tour world horse players tour. So I do have that, uh, feather in my cap and, um, you know, I just I enjoy I enjoy the the challenge that it that it brings and uh, you know my my play has lessened a little bit in in the years I work for uh, my family's law firm so that really takes up a lot more time now that we're growing and expanding but you know I'm always I always have the races on and I'm always watching and uh, you know I just I just love it. 
No, and, and I can say firsthand, Joe's an excellent handicapper. We'd spent many time um, at, at Saratoga uh, betting, and, you know, Saratoga is very tough, so we had up, our ups and downs and had a few literally – you talk about working in the industry. We had our own little hot walk uh, yeah. <laughs> during the Saratoga trip, didn't we? It was a little, little steamy, little steamy that weekend. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was brutal call. that one day. Oh, that was, that was bad. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway, we've got a lot of people watching, and everyone, grab your paper, grab your pen and pencils because this this pick five is outstanding. Now, before we get into pick five, guys, we're just going to very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, talk about race eight. I'm going to bring up the Equibase entries for race eight. Race eight. Let me go ahead and bring that up right now, guys. Is outside of what they call the Philly Five, the Big Philly Five, which is a mandatory pick five payout. There's already 100,000 plus in the kitty. But this first race we're going to talk about very briefly is a nice stake race just before the pick five starts. It's race eight. Let me go ahead and bring that up right now, guys. Here's the entries. And Joe, we're going to have you start. Um, in fact, I don't even think I want to bring up the PPs for this, guys, because I do want to do this quickly. But race eight, is the marathon race. It's $200,000. They're going a mile and a half on the dirt. It's a grade three. There's a pretty uh, strong favorite here as I bring up. It's a nine-horse field. I can't quite get everyone on the screen. That's okay. It's a nine-horse field. Big favorite is Fletcher and Saez, the number eight, Fearless. Uh, What's your opinions, Joe, on this race eight? Yeah, I mean, this is – I think it's Fearless's race to lose, really. I mean – He's just had some beautiful races the last two, um, the, the last two stake races, especially the last one at Saratoga was such a nice, um, uh, such a nice, nice win for him. I mean, there's, you know, when, when you get a mile and a half race, you know, really anything can happen. But, sure. you know, I, I, I do like Fearless, um, you know, maybe the seven, the Reds um, can sure. pop a race like he ran last time. I'll go ahead um, and bring up the PPs. Go ahead as we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the other one with maybe, I don't know, throw a flyer out there, maybe the five riding with Biden, you know, with the, the butchery trained horse. I mean, I just, I, I think this is going to be all fearless. I, I really, really liked his, um, his last race. And I just think it's his race to lose here. Uh, is it, is it that simple? Andrew, just go with the favorite and move on. Yeah, I have, uh, in any type of horizontal sequence, I have fearless as a single here. Um, but I do like uh, the Reds underneath. I think if uh, for some reason Fearless doesn't fire today, the Reds is definitely the horse I would want. Um, I just don't know if the Reds could definitely get the distance. Um, but I do think the Reds likes, you know, the further the ground, the better. It's He seems like kind of like a one pace, not one pace, but more like a grinder. Yeah. Um, and if he in, in parks, if you're a grinder, you, you, you get lucky sometimes. Um, but I do like actually the horse outside of uh, Fearless, which is uh, Forewarned, um, local horse, but another one that's a grinder and definitely the further the distance, the better for this horse. Um, it's a little outclassed, but I mean, he's ran in, you know, good, you know, tough races. And I know that I was talking to Uriah St. Louis Jr. yesterday at the races and he's uh, he thinks Fearless is definitely the horse that he's going to be the one to beat in that race, but he definitely thinks that he has a shot. So it's, it's a good, it's a good note to have. Um, Forewarn does like parks, definitely likes a deep track, which is uh, what parks is. So I think Forewarn definitely has a shot underneath at a decent price. 
Yeah, and but, if you're going to use a bomb, Uriah is the yeah. Uriah is the trainer gonna... to use at Parks. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Howard, for stepping on your. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. This is <laughs> exactly club, why we yeah. have Joe and Andrew on the show, guys. These are <laughs> these are Philly guys. They 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 talk to the ins and outs. Actually, Andrew just talked to uh, track announcer Chris Griffin apparently today. So these mm-hmm. guys know Parks better than Pete and I do. That's why we have you guys on the show. Uh, Pete, are, are you it fearless for you here? Yeah, I wasn't too different. I sort of liked Fearless. Okay. And then I mentioned in my own picks was riding with Biden a little bit in second. And then I would just mention Magic Michael as a horse for the course, nine out of 10 wins at parks, has won at the distance with a, with a nice buyer. Can you repeat so. that again? You just glossed over that stat like it's no big deal. Yeah, well, you know, I figure that's a stat that everybody could see. So I didn't think it was all that. <laughs> it was all that. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. But yeah, nine out of 10 with a second at parks and a win with a 92 buyer at the distance. So I figure, yeah. you know, I, I'm a horse for course kind of person and it's Ness Pennington sure. combo, which is, which, which is always tough. So, yeah. um, second one, choice, I guess. So we're not really, I think second choice. So I'm not really breaking any ground there, but that one either. He won the Greenwood cup last year. And I don't know what you thought, Joe and Andrew, I thought this was a much tougher addition this year, especially, uh, with the horse like oh. fearless. Everyone's looking at last year's, uh, Greenwood cup, which used to be sort of a prep for the breeders cup, marathon um i don't know if they're running a marathon race this year the breeders cup it used to be actually a breeders cup race they've taken away the last few years but anyway it's always a nice race my point being i think this is a tougher field guys i'm going with fearless also but i sort of agree with a few of you i think ryan with biden would be my long shot play in this race i think speed plays well in these distance races i think it's counterintuitive guys that People believe, well, they're going a mile and a half, so we need closers. Just like everyone that thinks the Belmont cast be won by a closer, right? Um, I think Ryan with Biden will sit right off of the six, who is a no-hoper in my opinion, but has speed. And I, I, I don't know who's riding, right? Do you, do you know who's riding uh, Ryan with Biden, Andrew? Have you heard anything? No, I know a couple of the horses that were on uh, the early PPs that came out Monday night that didn't have any um, riders. They did get added riders on the, the updated uh, form but uh as of now i believe riding with Bynum is still without a jockey so uh it might it might scratch they might point it somewhere else i don't know okay. but um it, i wouldn't be surprised if uh like a local jockey gets on the horse that might not be riding i don't know if like ruben Silvera or something like that's in this race so maybe they, they get somebody like that so we'll see I mean, that's a bit of a negative for me. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but uh, Cash is King, LLC. They're, they're very good out there. Robert Reed is an excellent trainer. I think I think riding with Biden is interesting, but I think we'd all agree that certainly the horse to beat here would be the number eight, Fearless. Yeah, and you, you bring up a good point, Howard. I don't know why a jock hasn't been named on this horse yet. I, you know, yeah. especially with those connections. Um, I you know, like Andrew said, maybe he's going to scratch. I don't know. It, it is a, it's a little strange, but like I said, especially with the connections. Yeah, I do find that strange. All right, guys, let's get into this big Philly pick five. Now, uh, Joe, I'm going to have you talk first and Andrew, you can piggyback off anything Joe says. As I click a few uh, buttons here, uh, Joe, can you talk about Park's surface the dirt surface itself your experience <laughs> on this particular day your <laughs> guess as to what might happen on saturday i know often you know sometimes speed holds well but i've seen yeah. speed hold well like in the three and four path it can be tricky joe right you really got to pay attention would you well agree? you do i mean are they gonna how much are they gonna water the track and everything else before the the big race look like andrew said it's a it's a deep cuppy track 
and it's a it's a straight grinder track and you know you better be fit when you run on this on this surface and yeah it's speed favoring i mean it it's just a very you've got to be fit or or you're going to be in trouble um it's just a tiring track and yeah speed could hold you're going to have to watch the early races to see you know if the rail's dead if you're going to have to go into three or four path it's going to be very telling within the first couple of races and uh you know I wouldn't, I, I don't advise you to put your, your pick five tickets in, you know, first thing in the morning, I would definitely watch those first couple of races to see how the track is playing, uh, is, is playing out. Andrew, your thoughts overall. And if you could just talk about the turf course a little bit also there, cause there are two races in the pick five on the turf, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been up to the, I was up to the racetrack, uh, the last two weeks, almost every race day, um, for at least a couple races to see, like, you know, kind of try to fill it out and uh see how you know everything's playing i know that um i believe it was uh wednesday morning at some point they did put a little bit of water on the surface of, of the dirt course and it was definitely a little tighter wednesday than it was the day before or monday um but the last i would say the whole month of september really if you're not on a on a fast course on a fast dirt course if you're not three to four lengths from the leader coming turning for home you have no shot um and it, and it's it's not necessarily like the horses are you know getting easy leads because i've seen horses go 22 44 and then still have enough at the tank and nobody's catching up so and th- those are cheap horses you know not these grade one caliber horses um but it really is all about positioning um at parks uh every jockey will tell you that if you don't break out of the gate you're pretty much done at parks um so a turf course the uh, one turf race I watched yesterday, um, I watched in person, and it was basically the two front runners wearing one, two all the way around. Um, the rail horse or the horse that was on the lead kind of blew the turn, but uh, not by a lot, but opened up the rail. The horse that was on the rail ended up winning. The horse that you know was on the lead still held on for second for about maybe two lengths. Um, so, yeah, I think that everything you kind of just want to be forwardly placed at parks right now. And that's pretty much, you know, that's the telltale story there. Okay. Well, everyone will have, they did get a little bit of rain this morning and we'll see how that affects anything. But as usual, ladies and gentlemen, watch the races early. You got to, you got to do your deep dive. You got to do your homework and take a look at, especially of course on the dirt. All right. So guys, Joe and Andrew on the bottom of the screen, you see our picks, uh, all of our picks. Now, for those of you watching at home, uh, I do have Paul Halloran's picks there. You can see Paul at the end. Although he's our other wonderful co-host, as people know, watch the show. He is not going to be with us tonight, but he did send in his pick. So you guys can see where we're going here. Let's go ahead and talk about the first race, guys, of the Big Philly Five, which now has a mandatory payout. It's a a jackpot bet, but it's a mandatory payout uh, this Saturday. So basically, guys, you got $100,000 plus carryover of a pick five plus a big day. Guys, I'd venture to say... This might be the biggest pick five for one in the history of, of Parks Racing. The handle is going to be off the charts this weekend. So this is a pick five that you absolutely should be diving into. Let's take a look at the first leg of the Big Philly uh, pick five. It's a turf monster. It's a grade three. It's one of two races on turf. They're going five furlongs. A nice purse, $300,000. There's a chance we might see some of these or you know, maybe one or two of them go to the Breeders' Cup turf. As I'm rolling down here, it's a big field there. The favorite comes from the rail, a very fast horse, the number one. That's right. 
for Moore and Hernandez, three to one mowing line. Joe, you're going to go first, though. You're going to go with the four, nothing yeah. better for a very underrated trainer and Luis Saez. Yeah, um, I the, the, this horse in his last race, I just got into some, he got into a little bit of trouble in the beginning. Um, look, I think this horse can is a little better than the one. I know the one had a, you know, up until its last race, the one was monstrous. Um, but nothing better just seemed to, you know, he seemed to keep going on. I know he was second, but it looked like he just, he had no room to go. And I think that was his problem. I'm hoping that he gets a better, a better start, maybe sitting third, fourth, uh, right off the leader on the outside. And, you know, I'm hoping that he can, uh, he can finish up for us here. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to definitely be tough. There's, uh, this is, seems like a very trip dependent race. Uh, Joe, yeah. how do you feel about turnbacks in general with turf horses? I'm it doesn't I'm not for or against them to be honest. Um, okay. I don't see it as a as a as a big more of a plus than a minus. So okay. Uh this is the one I'm going with also. Do you want to quickly talk about the two, your second choice, surprise boss for uh Rafael Rojena and Irad coming to ride this weekend? Yeah, I was a little you know, I don't I was back and forth on on who to make second here. Um, I think this is a really nice horse. Um, it's what it's the second start for no first start for yeah. this trainer. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, he's a nice horse. I don't like Kendrick not being on. Um, okay. But, wow. You know, look, Irad's a big. Listen, Irad's <laughs> a huge. No, that's a big. Certain horses fit. No, Kendrick. I get you. And look, Irad, yes, is of course better than Kendrick, but I just think certain horses fit Kendrick. Um, I don't know. I, I'm torn on this horse, to be honest with you. I really okay. am. And I was back and forth on who to make uh, my second pick. So yeah, the one for 34, this meet doesn't exactly get me excited with this trainer, but uh, the fact that Irad's on this horse, that, that's got, you know, he's going to take some money. That, that perks my interest at least a little bit. Andrew, you're going with the rail horse. That's right. Uh, again, for more, and I think it's Andy Hernandez, correct? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. if I, yeah. yeah. Uh, this horse is just fast, 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 has the rail. You don't have to be a genius to ride this horse, Andrew. Just tell him to go basically as fast as you can, as long as you can, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's right is definitely, in my opinion, the horse to beat. Um, okay. But I think that I'm going to piggyback off of what you guys have, which is my top three is one, four, two here. Um, so um, I, I like that's right the most. I think that the horse can definitely get out of the gate quicker than most of these horses. And in a sprint, uh, especially one like the, the turf monster, it's, it's a race where you have to be forwardly placed. It's always yeah. been that way. It's, it's always going to be that way. Um, and I think that Andy Hernandez has been riding really well, um, at parks and, you know, he's finally found his own, um, after his apprenticeship, he's still carrying on that good journeyman, you know, style of riding. Um, I, I, Mike Moore is a great, great parks trainer. Um, and I think this horse has a good shot. Uh, I think if he gets a lead, he's the one to beat. Uh, and I also like um, the two and the four to go to the two about uh, how Kendrick's not riding. Kendrick's riding at Pimlico all weekend. So or right. all, on Saturday. So that's why he's not here. Um, he has a couple good horses over there that he, opted to choose to go uh, ride for um but the only negative thing i have about the two is that 
this was a former Juan Vasquez horse. I was at Belmont the day that he actually won on the the fourth of June, um, which that horse ran really good that day. Kendrick was really high on the horse that day, got up. But um, since then, I mean, they tried some stakes, held his own. You know, he didn't he didn't do too bad. He ran really well, yeah. but uh, I just not being in the Juan Vasquez barn. Numbers are slowly dropping. I know um, a lot of the Richie World stables uh, horses, which are, were a lot for Juan Vasquez, went to uh, Rafael Rojena. Um, so I expect his numbers to go up um, with just mounts or just entries in general. Um, I know he's had a couple more entries than usual because of that. Um, but I don't think that this horse is going to be able to get the lead that he wants or even sit to the spot that he wants. But if he does... It's going to be because Irad Ortiz is the jockey. Yeah. I think the one is naturally a bit faster. I'm feeling Irad's going to sit in the pocket, Andrew, and maybe try to make that explosion late. Pete, let's talk about two horses that we think are interesting. You are going with uh, Pete's Pride Shopping. He, he, he's going to the ocean because he's got Boats of Rockin' who is turning back. And take a look at the fractions, everyone. Now, I watched that race. Penn National was like a a freaking highway during in August. I mean, that turf was super fast, but I don't care how fast that turf is, Pete. 21 and 2, 43 and 4, and almost held on. This is, and now he's turning back. I mean, this is another speed horse that uh, you, you like on top. Yeah, and, and not being super creative about it, it's similar to that. I mean, I think I think he needs to take a step forward, you know, figure wise and and speed wise. But I do think I, I like the cutback in this case. I'm not again. I'm I'm sort of with Joseph, where I'm not like I'm not married to a cutback is great or a cutback is no good. I, I'm not married to it either way. But I think in this case, this one does have a lot of speed has run at the track has, and since he's been on, you know, every time he's in his turf races, you look at him, he's 12 out of 15, eight wins. He likes the distance. So he's, he's cut back before and won. Yeah. you see yeah. the four for four in the top two there. And I originally, I sort of like the one and the four, which are, you know, it's a little bit chalky. So I'm like, well, let me see if there's a horse that I like at a price that I could also put on the ticket. And this is the one that, that sort of jumped out to me. I mean, yeah. he looks a little bit like a, like a need the lead type, which, might be tough in this race because the the that's right on the rail and there's a ton of speed in here. But yeah, maybe if this one because of his you know recent routing form can hold out hold out a little longer and, and it'll be a little bit maybe he could sit just a touch off being in the outside post and then hopefully have a little bit left late at a price so, which would even be better. I have a creative opinion too. I want to bring this up uh, and at, for those of you that didn't watch last week, I did have the pick five with not only my $50 play on the show, but also a caveman that we uh, gave, that I gave out on the power picks and also an ABC on the power picks at Woodbine. So I'm going to try to make it two in a row here. Uh, have we heard of the other Duarte? How about the other Duarte, the number 12 rooms, all business. We, we've said there's a lot of, you know, a lot of speed in this rate in this race, right guys. I mean, the one's got to go. The four is not going to be that far. The two is up close The seven. Someone's got to close in this race. And I want to show the race two back against That's Right. And, Joe, I'd like to hear your opinion. That's Right. This is, again, two back. That's Right here is the five. And the horse I like, who's the 12 on Saturday, Grooms All Business, is the four. I thought the four got a really sneaky bad trip here. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward it. The four you see is right there. He's in the, He's actually on the outside. And he's a little bit wide right here. There is a little bit of a bend. He's in between horses and in the four path. 
So right there, that's not the best place to be already. Now he goes to the inside. Let me fast forward. And you can see he's going to make a move in the lane. He's right here. And he does. He had to wait a little bit. And he does make a move. He's on the wrong lead a little bit. But he does make a move. That's right is obviously here and completely gone. But he does close. And I don't think that's right is going to be you know, this kind of lead. And he closes and he gallops out. Well, Joe, if there's sort of a bomber that could win this race closing, I think the other Duarte, as we watch the gallop out, is a bit interesting. Your thoughts, no, Joe? I, yeah, no, I Here I he is right here, galloping out past. That's right. Although that's uh, this is, by the way, that's one timer. Pete, that's one yeah, I, timer I, right there. I, 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 I have that in my note. And I'm, so, I'm yeah. so happy that you picked this horse. So I actually remembered to look at my note for the Matt Miller special that, so I don't know, Joseph and Andrew on, on a show for that last race, they. Howard was, Joe, but it's a live race Howard was very against one timer and, and sort of embarrassed himself. And Matt Miller, when Matt Miller, when Matt Miller said, did. Matt Miller said one timer was his horse. And Howard said, this horse has no shot to win. So oh, we, we oh, had a whole no. little thing with Matt about it on uh, our show last week or the week before, whatever. So I, I was I, happy to see him in the PPs and even happier that you picked this horse. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right, Howard. I mean, you know, that's sort of why I didn't have, that's right as as a top choice there he's not going to get any i don't think he's going to get an easy lead and I agree. look he could probably still out sprint them but i don't know i just think he's going to have to he's going to have to work and a hundred percent if if you're looking for a closer you know i wouldn't mind having that horse on on my ticket at all yeah. my my only fear is that's right's not going to get an easy lead i I agree that I respect Andrew and anyone else who thinks the one, I mean, obviously the one can win for me to say the oh, one can't win is stupid, but I mean, is he, he's not going to take pace pressure in this race. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing there's going to, he's just going to uh, get free. Andrew, any, any thoughts on the 12 or am I just, you know, this crazy dude who has his own podcast. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we still have to figure out who's going to ride the 12, um, which is another thing, you know, with, with having him or Duarte having two horses in the field. Yeah. You never know. He might not send the one. He de depends. Um, but I definitely see what you guys are saying with definitely having a closer, you know, type kick. Um, to piggyback on the seven, the owners for the seven actually are very good owners and friends with the trainer of the one. Um, so, you know, they, they have some, a little friendly rivalry probably going on there with that. So right. I can definitely see both those horses possibly even linking up on a duel, uh, <laughs> down the backside going into the turn. Um, but I, I think it's between the one, two and the four, the two can sit yeah. off, the four can sit off. Yeah. Uh, the one's going to go to the lead I like my options. Well, yeah. that, that, and that's the only, that's my concern with the, with the one really is if he gets into a duel, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the two or the four could be sitting right there. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What was it? Hollywood Talent? Was that the 50 to one shot that won the, the what, a few years well, ago? It blew up my pick five. And, is that the name it wasn't the, the most legitimate horse, right? though. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I understand. But the guys I hate, turf hey. sprints, I do not like turf sprints. I've said it on this show a bunch of times. I have to go deep in this race, guys. All right. Let's go to race 10. The gallant Bob. You want to talk about a, a deep race. <laughs> Holy crap. These first yeah. two races, th this to me was the toughest race on the pick five, in my personal opinion. Uh, you could go very deep in this race. Let's go ahead and you guys see the picks on the bottom of the screen. All you have to do is look at the picks on the bottom of the screen, and you know how difficult <laughs> a race we feel it is because we've got 
numbers all over the freaking place. It's a grade two, $300,000 again. It's restricted for three-year-olds, six furlongs. I can't even get every horse on the screen here uh, because it is a huge 14-horse field, as we can see right here. The morning line favorite, I believe, is the three. Yeah, is the three. I know a horse that Pete wants to talk about. The number three provocateur for Fletcher and Irad. Andrew, we'll have you go first this time. You're going to go all the way, all the way the hell to the outside <laughs> with the number 14, Scaramouche for Preciado. And Johnny Velasquez is coming in to ride this weekend. Yeah, um, I'm not too keen on the post position, but uh, if it was anywhere in between, I don't know, post three to 10. I probably would be singling this horse. That's how much I like Whoa. it. Um, wow. This horse okay. is the definition of a park specialist. Uh, five or six at parks. The one loss came at Laurel. Um, the other loss came at Aqueduct. And then there was one more loss, which I, I don't know exactly where that was, but it was early on in the career anyway. Um, but Johnny V comes to ride the horse. The numbers are consistent and steadily you know, good. Um, doesn't need the lead, so doesn't need to be rushed out uh, right away out the post. Um, can probably sit third, fourth, maybe even fifth, make his one run. Um, but he's going to be forwardly placed uh, to to an extent. Um, I just really like this uh, this horse. I've always liked this horse. This horse has always you know showed up. Um, he can go. He can come out wide out the turn and still you know go by horses, which is a, a thing that you like at parks. Um, but then I also liked. Uh, provocateur which we'll get into later um as a, another horse that i like and i really like the 11 nakatomi uh wesley ward has a good shot with this horse um joel rosario i believe comes in to ride it um the horse is just really really doing good uh never ran at parks which is which is sometimes can be an issue but everywhere this horse has shipped out uh inside the states has been good uh and that's all you really need to see uh, and then around a 90 to 93 buyer probably can win this race. Yeah, uh, I, I like Nakatomi just because I'm a big fan of Die Hard movies, and of course the, the famous <laughs> Naka, the famous Nakatomi Plaza. How can you go? How can you go against that with Bruce Willis and, and the gang saving the world as usual? Uh, no, but I think this horse is uh, interesting for sure. Uh, let's talk about. Let's see, Joe, you're gonna go with some outside horses. Also, you you have Nakatomi in second, so and I, I am on top. Um, do you want to talk more about Nakatomi or just go right to like yeah. Larry here, who's a horse yeah, that still pisses me off because I lost when <laughs> Chantel beat me at Gulfstream out, out of a uh, pick five. But I, I'm, I'm a bitter <laughs> man, Joe. I'm a bitter guy. No, not you, Howard. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Nakatomi, you know, I went back and watched his races. He had his last couple races were really nice. I mean, I don't know. This is a. This is going to be a, a, a fairly big step up for him. Um, he's going to be running against some some monsters in here. But, I, you know, I I think he's got a hell of a shot in here. I, you know, I have him second. You know, the horse I put on top, I, I you know, Lightning Larry, I went back and watched that last race, uh, you know, so many times. Um, it, he had he had a trouble at the start. So be it. It didn't look that that bad. I just thought he was flat. Um, I don't know what was going on. The thing I do like is, you know, after that race, he came back and he put in a really nice work, um, at Monmouth, um, coming into this race, you know, look, you got to make a stand somewhere. If you're, you know, you got to use provocateur somewhere. I'd put him third, you know, I, 
I just think that this is such a wide open race. I wanted to try to take a shot and, and, you know, lightning Larry, I just thought I throw out his last race. Like I said, he was just, he just seemed really flat. And I know provocateur was, 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 was ran a nice race there too, but you know, I'm going to give lightning Larry another shot here and uh, hopefully he can uh, come in at a, hopefully some double digit prices here. So, Hey, Hey Joseph, you know what I like yeah. too? Cause I, he was sort of my, when I was doing my top three, I think he might've been my, my fourth, but I mm-hmm. like that. If you look at him, he's every time second off the layoff, he's won. So he's, back in yes. October of 21 yep. May. And then now, like you said, he was a little flat in that first he was one just flat for yeah. some reason, maybe that's was his thing. So I, I liked him. I was going pretty deep here, but he was one that I was trying to consider if I had like in that top three and then, and it was pretty close, but that was the then, reason. Yeah. And like I said, he came back with a really nice work on the yeah, 17th. Yeah. You know, I just think who knows what happened that race. Like I said, he just looks super flat. You know, he comes back and puts in that nice work. I, you know, I, I think he can, uh, I think he can do some damage here. So I agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pete, why don't you tell uh, Joe and Andrew why, partially why you like uh, number three provocateur? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the little, so back on my wall back here, I have about three pictures of him. So I do a little bit of my racehorse <laughs> stuff. So I have provocateur, and he's just been oh, a okay. fun one. He's been a fun one to watch. I mean, anytime, you know, some of these you get a, a two year old and they, they crap the bed and they never even barely make it to the track. This one, you know, even in that race, even in the Woody Stevens for a second, I didn't have him on my ticket. And I was like, I can't believe this horse is going to beat Jack Christopher and win the Woody Stevens. And I'm not going to have him on my ticket, but he's just really come around. And I mean, just watching the updates as you do with, with my race horse, he just looks like a horse that he's getting better. He loves this distance. Uh, I mean, obviously the only, the only sort of bad race on there is losing to Jack Christopher and Papa cap, which both of them would probably be favored in this field or at least close to it. Well, obviously Jack Christopher would be one to nine probably, but even (laughs) Papa cap might be. And then I really like that last one coming back. And now you're going, you're getting Irad back um, actually at a decent price just because this field is so deep that I think everybody's going to pay a little bit. So he's one I'm yeah. definitely leaving on the ticket, and I definitely think has a good shot to win. Guys, I see a lot of speed in this race. We This is this race, just like the, the Turf Monster to me, is a very trip-dependent kind of race. I I usually have very strong opinions, but I got to say that that I'm really not sure. I do like Nakatomi, I will say that. Um, I'm, I'm throwing Alvin Revolution in second, Flavian Pratt here for Safi Joseph. Blinkers on. I just think this horse figures to sit a very nice trip, guys. And you want to talk about workouts. And I didn't see this workout. I have to go on to XBTV and see if it's there. How about a 46-3 and three breezing at Saratoga? I mean, so this horse is cranked up. He's done nothing wrong. He's a little bit more lightly raced. And maybe Pratt can just sit a nice inside trip off the speed at a decent price. I think of a, of a revolution has been inching and i have the nine for third running son of a gun what's fascinating about this horse guys is that we really haven't talked about him he's got the fastest buyer from the last race and he's just an up-and-comer i have a feeling joe he's gonna be over bet because people see the grade two the grade one you know they see gunite jack christopher i don't know what yeah. it is about this horse i think he's gonna be like a bad nine to two or four to one how do you feel about this horse yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think he's going to get bet. I agree. Um, I look provocateur is probably going to go off the favorite. I would assume. Um, I don't. You know what? I really don't know is what they're going to do with Nakatomi. 
I don't know if they're going to bet this horse or if they're going to let this horse go off. You know, could this horse get away at six to one? I, I don't know. He almost has to, right? I mean, I mean yeah. That's, I don't, that's how, how does he not? I mean, right. I and, and then that means, okay, the nine may take the money. So you're right. I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, on a big ticket, I would probably have them, but on a, on a, on a smaller ticket, I would not have the, uh, I would not have the nine. On. Well, and Pro- provocateur is probably going to take the extra of my racehorse money. So that might push, <laughs> yeah. that's going to push everybody else up. The one thing I mean, that Naka yeah. told me that I saw was the, so obviously Rosario and Ward, I had them at 33% wins and 67 in the money in dirt sprints, but also out of their last five races together, dirt sprints together, I should say four wins in a second. So that combination okay. getting getting Rosario yeah. on that ward horse is a, is a nice combination. So it's another one. You, you, it's hard to leave off. And, yeah, and, I have and, a... and, Andrew, I think Scaramouche is going to go higher than five to one. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't touch Scaramouche to anything less than 10 to one. This is just me personally. I don't know if you have a value line for this horse, but five to one seems awfully low in this field, doesn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't bet anybody. I don't care who it is at the 14 hole at parks, um, especially <laughs> on six furlongs at yeah. anything below five to one. Yeah, um, I won't. I, that's why I said like if it was if it, if the horse is like seven, eight to one, I'll probably bet the horse to win or like a win yeah. place. Yeah, but I have to use it in the in the um in the pick five. But I have a couple tidbits on some uh, other horses in this race. Um, that okay, I like. real quick, Andrew, because we do have some yeah. other. Uh, uh, well, one to. running son of a gun was Chris Griffin's uh, horse that he thinks is the one that, to beat in this race. So okay. if anybody cares about that, I, I, he kind of talk. Well, he kind of talks. <laughs> Wait, he's the track announcer, not that track handicap. No, but he does I'm handicap the races. He knows, he knows horses, and he likes that horse. But I also okay. really like the the six horse, I believe, which is um Jelly Nougat. I think that's the six. We gotta um, bring this horse up. Yeah, yeah, it's a JKX racing horse, which at Parks they're one of the top owners right now. Um, they have been doing this move where they sent they take horses from trainers in Churchill or Indiana Grand or Oaklawn or wherever, and they bring it to parks. And when they run at parks, they always improve. Uh, the, I, it's going for Ernesto Padilla Preciado, who's on fire right now. Abner Adorno rides mostly all of JKX racing horses. It's a good outside chance. I don't know if it can win, but it could definitely hit the board or round out a superfecta. Uh, Andrew, I, I have, like I said, we've got power picks, and I put price plays on there. The ROI is over $2.50. Jelly Nougat is going to be a horse I'm talking about on my power picks this weekend. I love turnbacks. I love the workout, that, and I'm glad that you like this horse a little bit too. I know he's not in my top three. This horse is a fascinating bomb underneath to mm-hmm. use in your exotics to me at like 20 to 1. Totally, totally agree with you, Andrew. Yeah, the so trainer you, hasn't. He, you can come back the on the show because you agree with me. So there you go. <laughs> the, the, tra- the, the trainer hasn't been that successful first after picking a horse up, but is good route, route to sprints. Uh, mm-hmm. the cutback yeah. that's he's actually been successful yeah. with that. He's a, he's so a newer trainer, sort of at parts. yeah, yeah. It's sort he of hasn't been training too long. All right, so guys, let we got we have the next two big races and. Uh, Joe and Andrew, hope you can go a little bit maybe later than we said because we're we love mm-hmm. horse racing. We're talking here. We got two million dollar races to talk about. So let's get into it. The picks are on the bottom of the screen. I have a very, 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 very strong opinion in this race, and I thought it was going to be a bit original until I see the picks on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> I saw Andrew and Pete, and I'm like, oh, I got a clever six to one that I'm going to love. Uh, maybe not so clever. Uh, Joe, let's talk about you first. Uh, actually, let me bring up. Sorry. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is the Grade One Cotillion 
Restriction for three-year-old fillies, a million dollars on the line. Mile and the 16th, it's a very nice field of nine and led by Secret Oath for the coach. Two to one, Saez, that's who you're going with, Joe. Yeah, I mean, look, this horse has been running. This horse has lost to Nest the last, you know, two times. Um, he was in with early voting in Epicenter, the third three back. I mean, this is this is the race for Secret Oath. If Secret Oath is going to show up and finally make a, a real statement here, I think this is the race. I agree with you on the one. I was trying to get fancy and and pick something a little out of the box in second. Um, I went with Society, um, and then you know, but I just I. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm just trying to look for the easy out in this race. Um, but I just think it's, I, I think it's secret O's race to lose here. I, I really do. We, we won't talk about who singled secret oath in a bit in a big, big pick five on July 23rd and got blasted by Ness. That'd be me, by the way, folks, as I went around our table and said, should I single secret oath or Ness secret oath or Ness? I can't remember who you said, Joe, but I obviously was completely wrong that day. She's really good. I mean, mile and eighth hits the source right between the eyes. There's really not much to say. Uh, Andrew, let's talk about the one, buddy, because I love everything about this horse, but I guess the whole world does. So she's probably going to go off at like two to one or some ridiculous uh, underlay. Talk about green up, Andrew. Well, I was in person when uh, she when he uh, she ran the Catherine Sophia last time out. and um, she, when I say that I was impressed, I, it's it's an understatement. Um, I didn't even really like the horse going in the race, but she yep. she's the one popped. right here. Yeah, she popped, and she's breaking from the same exact uh, post today. Um, she cr- uh, she blew away interstate interstate daydream, which that horse in itself is a very good filly. Um, and I just think that if Irad can duplicate this trip, he doesn't even need to go to the lead. He can sit off like he did here um, with with this filly. But I also think that she can easily get the lead if she breaks cleanly. Um, I reckon, you know, shoot up the rail and whatnot, and it would be good. Um, but the way she kicks home out this turn is just super impressive. She she improves her buyer from 86 to 100, which is incredible to do it at parks, especially first time over the park surface. But she just has that type of stride that just really works at parks. And I like that I read, rode her in the uh, in the the prep for the cotillion, which was the Catherine Sophia. It was a local prep, but yeah, she she was on the right part of the track, and she she was never really. I don't even think she really was ever really super asked to to no, go. I think she had down. a lot more in the tank, yeah. And, and she uh, was looking to the grants that she was a little bit mm-hmm. green, but I sort of like that Andrew because I think she'll even be better this time around. Yeah, because the crowd that, that day was pretty pretty big uh oh, for okay. for a day so you know the, the crowd was loud um i believe that the uh connections were there that day too so they were probably rooting pretty hard yeah. um but yeah i read had the the right trip and i think if she can duplicate that because it looks it, on the on the pps it says she was in the lead the whole way around but you could see from the 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 replay yeah. she was sitting three wide and yeah. in third most of the race so she definitely can sit off and uh make her move there's no way in the world this horse is going off at six to one, but I would better win for me, uh, Andrew, as low as I think I'd better at three to one to win, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if she's half that price, I'd still better uh, on the win. And I just I love everything about this horse. Pete, you've got her on top two. Uh, you have the seven Shahama, who I know you have a little history with Pete uh, in second. 
who is a nice horse and consistent. Yeah, my man, my man. The other clutcher, by the way. My man Paul had the had the guts to put her on. He know that's me and Paul's horse. He had the guts to put her on top, probably because he's not on the show to talk about it. But it was, yeah. I just I had this horse in the Oaks, and and I I definitely had her. I don't remember if I had. Yeah, I had her in the Mother Goose as well. So I, this is just one where again I like the horse. I don't want to get beat by the horse. I always loved her her kick when I before the the Oaks. Just watching her races in the at the UAE, I just loved her kick and thought that would translate. And it hasn't translated exactly, but again, she gets Pratt back. She ran nice last time. So I'm hoping that maybe, and even two back, I thought she ran. Okay. Gerrymander, I think just got a, a nice trip and, and just sort of took her, took her heart a little bit, but I just think this one's hopefully up and coming and could maybe move forward just a bit. But again, there's so many in this race that I would want to have on my ticket, but this is one that I'd like to have at a price. And if I'm getting Pratt at a price on a Pletcher, I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, let's get some thoughts. A Roth is here. Uh, apparently, the tra- trainer the nine was talking to Bick, and and that's society. That's the horse that uh, Joe has in second. They think she's going to run huge. I respectfully disagree, but that's okay. actually. I think that might have. I, I that might have been the carryover from the previous race. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, that might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, A Roth likes gerrymander. Good, good call, Pete. You're you're right about that. I well, despite that, I still don't like society uh, anyway because I don't know <laughs> Thanks, where that. Bella. That, that number was like a typical, like, uh, tr- you know, Charlestown kind of the speed number that I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, before we go on to the uh, Penn Derby, I'll just give my two cents of this race overall. Guys, I think it's a two-horse race. I mean, you got you got to take a stand somewhere. To me, if it's not uh, the one, it's going to be, you know, Joe's top choice, Secret Oath. To me, it's either Secret Oath or Green Up. I do not like Dare Manor at all, while still recognizing I'm going to use her as like a C because it's freaking Baffert, but I think this horse was exposed when she got away from Santa Anita, and I just, I don't know, she's going to have to run a huge race, and I suppose she can. Joe, before we go on to the Penn Derby, any thoughts on Adair Manor without taking any uh, Baffert bias away from it? (laughs) Um, Not really. I don't, I don't think the horse is going to, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the horse. So, I mean, I know that last that last race was was okay. I just I, I'm not a fan of the horse. So <laughs> I, I agree. Lost to Interstate Daydream, who of yeah. course Andrew mentioned. So and and the and green up blue by Interstate Daydream. Uh Andrew, final thoughts on Adair Matter or anyone else before we move on. I know physically she's looking pretty good when, uh, on the bar, uh parks backside from the okay. people I, that told me that she looks like she's really coming into form. Um, but I just don't think this horse likes to win. I don't think this horse likes yeah. to pass horses. I don't think yeah. she's – I think she's very quality, you know, good quality horse, but I don't think she she's ready yet, and I don't think that she's going to be ready to pop first off the layoff. Okay. Uh, guys, it's time for the big one. It's the Penn Derby. It's a million dollars. This this, this race uh, has a lot of history. Of course, last year, remember a horse named Hot Rod Charlie who had a little, uh, little controversy in the race. It was very exciting. There's no Hot Rod Charlies uh, in this race this year, but – uh, a lot of people have talked about. It. I think Andrew. I think I saw you were one of the first people mm-hmm. to put it on Twitter. This might be the best field since the since Pimlico, since the Preakness. I mean, yeah. Other than Epicenter, you got all the big players here for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, I think that this is probably like a top three, top four, um, arguably even top two, um, three year old race, uh, pound for pound this year. Um, 
I'm, I'm actually calling it the fall derby at this rate at this rate okay um just because today was the first day of fall so i, I knew you were gonna, <laughs> just gonna say but yep. uh i think that you have like you know three four horses in here that really are just top level uh three-year-olds at this rate and um I, i'm gonna go if we're gonna go into picks now i'm gonna go into my pick uh which uh, if you haven't noticed yet, I've been kind of talking about it all week on Twitter, but um, Tawny Port is my top pick. Um, I love Tawny Port. I've said it. I said this before the Kentucky Derby that if there was going to be a horse, that was going to be a late bloomer. It was going to be a horse like Tawny Port. I also said back then that White Abario was going to be definitely running in the Pennsylvania Derby, um, which was kind of obvious from day one that that was just the type of horse that was going to run there. Um but I never expected the field to be this this tough. Uh, so I do like Tawny Port a lot. I do like the other Brad Cox, which is Cyberknife. Um, and I do like Taba. Those three, I think, are the ones that you have to – they're the only three, I think, that really can win this race. I'm not a huge Zandon fan. Wow. Um, but I do love Tawny Port, and I'm definitely going to bet Tawny Port heavy. And I think even Irad Ortiz might sweep the double here. Okay, well, that automatically means I'm not getting the six to one if if Andrew Zinsky is going big on Tony Port. What what kind of trip do you envision? Obviously, he's a big grindy. He's a closer. I think there is enough speed to set it up. Obviously, you agree with that. Yeah, if he can run the same race as the Ohio Derby, he can win this race. Um, granted, he doesn't get Lasix, but I don't even think he really needs it. He doesn't. He didn't really pop off the screen when he got Lasix. Um, but that Jim Dandy race was also very impressive. Um, to lose to Epicenter and Zandon combined by less than two lengths um, or like three lengths maybe it, it pushing it, but to only lose to uh, uh, Epicenter by that small of a margin just shows how good you really are. Um, and I think he's just still – he hasn't even really shown his best. And I think uh, Saturday is going to be the day that he shows his best. And you know what also I like about this horse, Andrew? I don't think he wants to be inside. And I think he ran really well. He's a big, scopey, kind of, you know, grindy horse. I think he's better on the outside like he was in the Ohio Derby, like you mentioned. And so, I mean, it's not like he was crowded in this race. I just feel like he's better on the outside. And like you said, if for people that like Zandon, if you like Zandon, how do you not like this horse? Because he was right there with Zandon in this race, getting a trip. He sees a little bit, like, tight on the inside. I think he's really good, and I love Irad, and he's kind of racist, Andrew. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that if this horse was on the outside of early voting, this horse gets second. Um, and, and maybe even gets a jump on Epicenter, but I, I don't think Epicenter would have lost regardless. No. Uh, Epicenter could have been 10 lengths back at the start, <laughs> which he kind of was that day, um, yeah, and still win. So that's I'm glad Epicenter decided to take, uh, take this race off. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're going with Cyberknife, who – I mean, what are you Favorite horses, Howard. Come on. <laughs> what? So, Cyberknife? I know you don't like that horse. <laughs> well, I, listen, you're going to get me in trouble now. I want to get Cox on the show. Now I, now I, you oh. blew it for me. <laughs> Oops. No, no, no. I, I, I don't want to talk about Cyberknife. I'll, I'll wait for you guys to talk. Cyberknife is really good. He's three to one and, and he's, he's in, in great form. There's no reason not to like him, Joe. Look, I, you know, he lost the epicenter last race. Um, he ran a hell of a race in in the uh, the Haskell two back. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I just think again, if he comes to if he comes to run, I think he's got a, a great shot here. I'm hoping to get. You know, I don't know what he's. I mean, I don't know what you guys think he's gonna. I don't think. I mean, he's not gonna go off the favorite. I don't think. Um. I'm hoping. 
I'm hoping to get three or four to one. Maybe I'm way off on that. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. Are, are they going to bet the eight? Are, are they going to bet? I, you know, I, I don't know. Is Zandon going to get money? Um, you know, the Baffert is probably going to get the money on the, on the eight table. Um, but, I, you know, that's why I think Cyberknife we can get a half-decent price on. And I also, I, you know, I, I like what Andrew said about Tony Port. I have him third. Um, you know, I really see it as a, you know, five, eight, seven, five, seven, eight race. Um, you know, in some supers, I might throw in the four Skippy Longstocking for, for a bit of a price. Um, you know, I, on the pick five, I'm going to use, I'm going to go skinny in the earlier races so I can, so I can load this race up with four or five horses. Um, I just think if, if, if something stupid's going to happen, it, it might be in this race. Um, you know what we see last was it Math Wizard last year the or, or before you know yeah two I, years I, I just ago, I think, right? two years ago was it yeah, yeah. so oh, that's right Hot Rod Charlie was um, right was last right. year and then in two thousand twenty twenty there was nothing Math Wizard was uh, twenty nineteen so um, you know I just think I think Cyberknife is just running really well right now and um, but like I said it's five seven eight here five eight seven. Um, well, I, I'll let you talk here, Pete. Uh, you're going with Tabo, who, again, just throwing out the whole Baffert nonsense. I think he's really talented, and there's a, one particular reason why I like Tabo quite a bit on Saturday, even though I have him third. But go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I just like, I mean, he came back in the Baffert barn. In the Haskell, I thought he probably was better than Cyberknife and actually probably should have won that race. My My biggest concern in this race is, Mike Smith back on and who the hell, who the hell knows what he's going to do for, for the trip there. So this one's been working. I mean, now that he's back with Baffert, he's working, he's sort of working his ass off and, and as he's coming Shocking. up and he's, and he's getting some, <laughs> and he's getting some, I like the seven furlong, six furlong works, you know, he's really, really trying to get this horse yeah. ready. So I yeah. think he's coming here with a purpose and, and coming in to win. And I do think yeah. there's some speed in here that this horse can sit off of. And again, if Mike Smith just does the right thing, moves at the right time, I think this is potentially the best one. I'm with Andrew. I'm not a Zandon guy. I put him in third, but that was, I didn't really even like him. I'm more of a cyber knife, <clears throat> cyber knife Taba. And I do like Tawny Port. I actually think this is a fun race and it looks deep on paper, but it's really to me only four horses that could actually win unless something really wild Pete, happens. Pete, do you you don't you don't think Taba is gonna go? Do you think he's gonna sit off? I thought he I think he should sit off because I think there's potentially okay. some cheap speed in oh, here. That, I agree. That That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, easy yeah, yeah. with the easy with the cheap with we the people. He crushed the Peter Pan on the show for me at three to one when all you guys singled him that day and yeah. Pete and Paul, you knuckles head said we the people singled and you gave me shit and he dropped that day. So easy with the cheap speed, Pete. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with the fact that he's still cheap speed and that Peter, that Peter Pan that Peter Pan race came back with a bunch of dogs and behind him. So I guess it was that 100 103 buyer that turns you off, right? Yeah, well, you know, I don't. I don't hey, they came on white tracks. They came on white tracks. Yeah, we'll see what he did trying to hold off long stocking in the last one. So we're, we're I'm not too concerned about uh, we the people, but I do hope that we the people goes to the lead and maybe B Doc. And we had a comment earlier for the Philly guys, a little B Doc get him get him hey, near the lead too and Brian and Dawkins is gonna be yeah. at the races that day too. Oh is he? Yeah. Oh that's so awesome. It'd be cool to see that happen. Yeah. And he's built like a freaking racehorse. Yeah, he, he, might, he, might run, he might run he might, in a race he might too. Go tackle one of them. <laughs> but yeah that's um 
So I'm, I'm more of a, I think, because Cyberknife too, I think Cyberknife's better just sort of sitting off. I know they they, yeah. they they take him to the top sometimes, and but I think he's better just sitting off a target. So I think those two can sit off that not cheap speed if we want to, you know, be nice. And then and that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm hoping Cyberknife is going to just sit right off. Yeah, yeah. So. I, have I don't a, like when he goes to the lead. Sorry, Andrew, go ahead. No, I have a one long shot that I'm going to use underneath uh, that I just want to put out there, which was the number 10 Naval Aviator. Um, lo- uh, not a local horse, but local connections. Um, same thing kind of goes with the 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 nougat horse earlier and the gallant Bob. Same connections today oh, yeah. with yeah. Naval Aviator. But this horse was actually, you know, just ran second to keep me in mind at Saratoga at a mile and an eighth. And I think this horse is just going to get better with time. I don't think it's he's going to be able to win this race, but he definitely has numbers that could fit underneath, and he's going to be above twenty to one. He's he's got a little like American Revolution kind of vibe for me, Andrew, where he's like that up and comer, that sort of mystery horse that could make clunk up and do some damage. I do want to mention one more thing, guys, because we don't need to talk about the last race very long. I don't think because it's not a very lot of creative, you know, opinions and it's not a it's not a deep race. I personally like the fact that Tawny Port and Taba have more rest and are not coming out of the Travers. I know I have. Zanon in second. I got to be honest. I probably should have him in third and have Taba in second. I don't know. I just like Zanon getting a good trip, and I think the distance works. Uh, Joe and Andrew, any thoughts on these horses not coming out of the Travers and having more time? Because the Travers, you know they're all gearing up for that race. Mm-hmm. That was my hesitation with Cyberknife, Joe, is that Cox said like they weren't necessarily going to go, but he's like feeling so good. I don't like that vibe at all. I don't like when Really? They're not like pointing to a race like this. I'm sure Cyberknife can win, but just coming off of the Travers and like they weren't necessarily going to go, this always gives me the the heebie-jeebies a little bit. No, I and I get that, but I, I look these horses. Look, if you're talking about an allowance race or, or you know something like that, okay. But you know these these horses are are prepped, ready to roll, and. If 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 Cox feels that Cyberknife Cyberknife is feeling good and is ready to go, I, I'm look. I gotta I gotta believe it. You know, I, I just don't think they're going to be screwing around with with a horse of that caliber, especially in this type of race. I mean, look, I, I don't think any of these guys want to go and get embarrassed. And if they feel that the horse ain't right, the horse isn't ready. Yes. It, does it concern me a little bit? He just came out of the, the Travers maybe, but I, I just, I can't see Cox sending Cyberknife If he really doesn't feel that, that the horse is ready to uh, just, just ready to perform. Yeah. That he can win. I'm using him, but I agree with Pete that I think Tabor should have won the Monmouth race and he ran well last <laughs> time, but someone had run against um, epicenter. We all are taking stands guys against logical <laughs> horses, right? I'm sure. using up, I'm using Cyberknife. I'm just not using them, you know, sure. a, a, as an A. All right, guys, let's get to the last race. Uh, the last race last year, I won the alphabet soup last year. That helped me uh, collect last year. So I sort of, there's something about this race that, that I enjoy. There's a horse here that for me personally, I think it's going to be tough if he gets the right trip. We're all basically going with one, <laughs> six, and seven, sprinkled with a little bit of an eight. Um, Andrew, I'll let you finish off this last race by going uh, first. You're going with the one by Land and Sea, who is a Penn, Pennsylvania bred, but has been running an open company quite a bit and doing it pretty well. 
Yeah, this horse is a uh, two for two at parks, which is uh pretty good in its own, um, especially over the turf course. Lupe Preciado Barnes on fire as always, but very good recently. Um, Michael Sanchez comes in to uh, comes in to ride this horse, which is you know they Sanchez and Preciado link up at about twenty four percent year in year out, um, and I think that this horse has a, an ability to either go to lead or sit off. Um, I know the time form number says that this horse is going to be on the lead, but the the two races that you know I think that really are the horses uh, the races that you need to look at are the Penn National race where he did go to lead and nobody ever tried to catch him, uh, and I think that the race before that too at Belmont, both the the New York races really are races that would win here. Um, second off the layoff, first time for Preciado, um, it's a PA bred homebred really. Uh, I just think this horse is going to be in the right spot and is the horse to beat. And I probably am going to single this horse uh, in my pick five ticket. Hey, Andrew, I like too that the in the two times he did go against state preds, he kind of murdered them both yeah. times. So I, I, I sort of like that, hope. that maybe that's getting <laughs> yeah. back to this is, yeah, it's like, Hey, <laughs> this is just like the big brother coming back and just yeah. whooping on the, whooping on the other state preds. Uh, Joe, you have a seven on top. You must chill a really nice, Six-year-old for Jamie Ness. Are his best days behind him, Joe? That's my main question here. They might be. Um, this was more of a, uh, a sentimental pick. I'm friends with the owners and stuff. Um, okay. It, it's it's between the one and the seven. I mean, that's that's all I'm using in the pick five. Um, but okay. you're right. Yes, his better days might be behind him. Um, I don't know what the one – I I was back on fourth on if, like Andrew said – if the one is going to go to the lead or not uh, by Landon C, I, you know, he has every ability to, I don't know if, you know, if he breaks well from the, from, from the one hole, I think he should just go. Um, I think he could just bottom this field out from there. Um, but he does have the ability to, to, to come off, but I don't know who else. I mean, who else is really going to, who else is really going to go is the four, the Coletti's horse. Um you know, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, Joe, yes. can I interrupt you? I'm sorry to interrupt yep. you, but your horse, you must chills the 10. I want to show the last race against the six because a lot of people are going to like the six in this race at Midnight, Midnight Holler. Holler. Midnight mm-hmm. Holler is the two here on the inside. You must chill the one you like is the 10. And although Midnight Holler does come over the top late, you must chill didn't break great, which we missed, but was a little bit wide. I mean, ran perfectly fine in this race. You see, he was a little bit wide and he's going to be wider again. In the stretch and midnight holler, the two uh, came over the top and watched the stretch run. This is when this was like Durf, though. This is like watching Gulfstream. Uh, you must chill as <laughs> the 10. Your thoughts on this race? Is this race good enough to win? Was he just too wide? How do you feel about this race in general? Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, I he was really wide there. Um, again, <sighs> on the wrong lead, that's a little bit concerning for me. Yeah, he's doing something he's not used to doing. Yeah. That's why I think, yeah. at least, that this he had to come six. back. He had to use a lot yeah. more. That yeah. was the six, everyone, on Saturday, Midnight Holler. Go that ahead. was Midnight Holler, right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that was the la- that was his last race, right? That was two starts back, actually. Oh, for mm-hmm. Midnight Holler? No, no, from, for, um, yeah, for Midnight Holler, that was last. Midnight Holler, that was his last race, right? Yeah, it, not, yeah. not for, or that was for both of them. I'm sorry, you're right. My bad. Yeah. Wasn't it? Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, for no. both of them. No, you're correct, Joe. No, you're okay. Right. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it was more of a um, a last race sentimental uh, yep. pick on top for me. So. Okay. And Pete, you're going midnight holler, the best 
well, the one of the two of the best closers in the race. Uh, is he going to get the setup? That, I think that's the main issue. Yeah, that was the concern, and I think the I, I think I agree with sort of what Andrew said. Where the one I think it was Andrew said the one could should just sort of bottom this field, or maybe Joe said it's the the one could just take this field and yeah. just go away. And but I like the the one thing I liked about the six was you see the two races on the turf were both wins. They're surrounded by maybe not as impressive performances on the dirt, but I like that. It maybe dirties it up, dirties the form up a little bit. And then I did notice that on the dam side, so it's not surprising the dam side five for 24 wins and 13 for 24 in the money and turf roots. So this one has the capability, has the, the, the breeding on the backside and has run the, has run great the last two times on the, on the turf with, with pretty good figures that stack up against the rest of this field and does have by far the best closing kick. If for some reason we do get some speed up yeah. front, mm-hmm. which again is a question if the one just sort of runs away and, which, and has its yeah, own I way. Mean, I, who, like I said, I mean, if the one breaks on top, I, don't you just you have to send them right? Yeah. And, I, and Michael's not going to be the one to get get you know fancy with it. He's going to send right. if he has the horse. If 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 you break, you just I think you got to go mm-hmm. there. And this the the fun fact is the seven is the reigning champion of this race. So that is the only Parks win this horse had, the only race this horse had at Parks, and he didn't go to the lead that that day. Uh, sat off, he made sat move. off. Yeah. Um. Hopefully that that form could come back today but i I think that the one's gonna get the trip i thought the two stonegate might be the speed with Giroux, and it's i i think the one can just read it i prefer pratt to be on the one sanchez is absolutely fine but i'm gonna be like andrew because we'll talk about our pick five tickets i i i love the one in this spot Mm -hmm. i'm gonna use the six defensively if it's if it's anyone other than the one and six if your seven wins joe he'll be a c for me i really need the one to probably cash a ticket or maybe the six. Speaking of pick fives, guys, we're going to end, uh, Joe and um, Andrew, we're going to end your portion of the show with your uh, caveman pick fives. Now, again, everyone knows this. If you're fans of the show, these are $50 tickets. We all would like to play bigger than $50 tickets. This is a very, it's hard to hit pick fives anyway with a $50 budget, but this particular day, uh, if any of us hit this on a $50 ticket, it's impressive. Joe, let's show yours first. And I need to yeah. read it off. I need to read it off, guys, because again, we have people that are going to be listening later through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., and can't see the picks. So let me read the picks for everyone, Joe. Joe's pick five sub fifty dollars is one two four with ten eleven with six with one four five seven eight with one six seven. It's a forty five dollar ticket. Singling secret oath, and your biggest spread is the Penduri, which I find interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, you have to make a stand somewhere. I, I, I just think Secret Oath is the is the for me. I, I just think it's the most logical. In it, this sequence is impossible. When you sent me the email and said, you know, have a fifty dollar pick five, I'm like, Howard, come on. I mean, <laughs> we're not all know. lawyers, Joe. We don't have that money, <laughs> no, right? It was just like, I mean, you know, it was uh, it was interesting, but yeah, I mean. This was this was a, a shot ticket. You have to you have to make a stand somewhere. And in that other race, uh, you know, in that second leg, I'm I'm kind of making a stand also. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, my uh, fifty dollar ticket for you. <laughs> All right, yeah, good, good luck. I, I I like your ticket singling. There's nothing, Joe. Real quick for people that are not usually horizontal players. Some people would say, oh, you're singling the favorite like as oh, a single. I, and the, I don't want to get into a big discussion. Come but, out. You know, you're, 
a single doesn't have to be like some creative separator six to one. It, it should be your strongest opinion, no matter the odds. Would you agree I, with that statement? I totally agree. And, you know, you probably have the EV police screaming and yelling at Not you, on the show. Good. No <laughs> good. Because, there. you know, I, I, I take it as if that's your strongest opinion and you think that horse is going to win single and maybe play that ticket for a little bit more. I, I like I usually play multiple tickets. I'll play a, a strong opinion ticket, especially on a day like today when when you know it's not a jackpot bet. They're car- you know there's a hundred thousand that's already been carried over. It's going to pay out, so you might want to look to invest a little bit more in this. And you're going to have to invest a little bit more in the sequence anyway. So mm-hmm. agreed, um, Andrew. Let's take a look at your pick five. Andrew uh, Rosinski's pick five. One, two, four. With two, three, six, eleven, fourteen, with one six, with five, seven, eight, with the one sing on the end, forty-five bucks. Andrew, talk about your ticket construction. With this yeah, bet. I think we're all gonna be doing one, two, four in the first leg, uh, or at least me, me and Joe are. You don't uh, know yet. But... You don't know yet. You haven't, you haven't seen ours. <laughs> but Howard will come up with something crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, right. But the gallon Bob to me, and I was talking about this on other shows that that's the race where you're going to get the price. Um, and I, that's why I want to spread there. I used the, the two of a revolution. Um, I like that horse underneath. It's my fourth choice. Um, but I do like provocateur. I do love Scaramouche. I do love Nakatomi. And I already said, I like that the, the Nugent horse. Um, so I, I had to use that one. It's going to be a price. If that one that's the wins, six, everyone, that's the yeah, six. The six. Yep. If, if that horse wins, then, you know, I better get the rest of this ticket home because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to pay pretty well. Um, and then I, you know, it's green up or secret oath for me. I like Shahama, um, but I, I can't use it on a under $50 ticket. Um, so I had to cut that one. It's between the five, seven and eight for me in the PA Derby. And I love, uh, buy land and see in the last race. Beautiful. Um, actually, do you guys have five minutes? You want to stay on and talk about our pick fives? Do you have, That's you fine. guys got to go? Yeah. You got, no, you good, good. Joe? Well, yeah, let's yeah. do it. You, sometimes we take our, uh, our, our guests off because of time, but I'll have you guys stay on. We're having a lot of fun here. Real quick, I want to show Paul's pick five, who's not here tonight. Paul's going one, two with two, eight, 14, with one, two, seven, with one, five, six, with one, six. Again, that's Paul Halloran's pick five. And Pete, as we bring up your pick five, can you tell the viewers what we're doing differently with our power picks slash race day blog starting this week? Yeah, for this week and going forward, we're just going to add, just because we talk a lot about our pick fives and we talk about whether they're cavemen, whether they're more sort of our A-level tickets. So Paul and I are going to include ABC grids like Howard does just for the just for the sequence that we talk about on the show. So then if we don't talk about a horse or we don't get into, we only talk about sort of our A-level horses, our viewers, our listeners, our subscribers will actually get a feel for what our ABC tickets would look like, which is probably closer to what we'll actually play on the day. Pete's going one four seven with three eight nine with one two seven with five eight with one six fifty four bucks, Pete. You notice, Joe and Andrew, the, the co-hosts, me and Paul, we don't give a crap about the fifty dollar limit. We'll go over a little bit. So we, <laughs> I was, I was like you said, Joe. So I was having a hard enough time cutting down. So I was. Uh, my thing was the only when I first looked at it, the only single I probably thought about having and I wound up not even having come on top was by land and sea when I first looked be a single. But then I really kind of liked the six. Maybe I would cut that one back and then just sort of bump the, the six to the to the second level. But 
basically I'm not going to try it. I wasn't trying to go deep. I was trying to just cover my bases in each race. Cause I didn't like one horse more than anything. I was against secret oath a little bit. That was sort of a logical one Taba I like a lot, but him and cyber knife are pretty close to me. And I do like Tawny port as well. And then in that last one, I really liked that six. So I just didn't want to go single, at least on this ticket here. So I'm going to try to repeat what I did last week, guys. I hit the pick five on the show for everyone. Personally, I had the Woodbine pick five a few times. Now, Joe knows I'm famous for giving other people picks and having them cash for like 30,000. No names, no names mentioned. Joe knows who I'm talking about. Um, Guys, I have very, very strong opinions in this pick five. And you're going to see by my $50 ticket. But of course, I'm playing a bigger ticket and an ABC. Guys, here is my $50 pick five ticket. I'm going very wow. spready early. I'm going 2, 4, 5, 12. You see, I got the six, Andrew, in that second yeah, leg. There you go. Two, three, <laughs> two, three, six, eight, nine, 11 with one, with one, five, seven, eight, with one. Bam! Two singlies. I'm wow. singling green up at six to one morning line, and I'm singling the one on the end, which is really not that creative. But I, I guess if you want to call the green up a, a separator, fine. To me, guys, the Cotillion's a two-horse race, in my opinion. It's either green up or secret oath, and I'm going to try to beat secret oath. And I have to spread these first two races, because, especially the second one. I just – I have no strong opinion, guys. So there's my $48 ticket. Um you know, with two singles, again, I'm using other horses uh, going forward. Guys, as we wrap up the show, Joe and Andrew, you guys were awesome. I hope you had a lot of fun tonight. Joe, oh, yeah. I'll let you go first. Any final thoughts for the betters uh, on Saturday? Uh, just, you know, it's it's such a great card at Parks. Um, hopefully, you know, the day goes off well. All the horses come home safe. That's the most important thing. And, you know, hopefully you can put a couple extra dollars in your pocket. And don't worry about the EV police on Twitter. You <laughs> you bet what you want. And if that's what you like, enjoy yourself. That's good advice. I like that. Uh, by the way, Joe, are you going to the Breeders' Cup this year? I won't be there. No. You will not. Okay. No. Um, and uh, Andrew, final thoughts. Yeah, same with the uh, same thing uh, Joe kind of touched on. Like, I just hope everybody gets around safe. Um, and everybody can, you know, all the fans, you don't have to worry about seeing something they don't want to see, uh, because, you know, these type of days are bringing a lot of new fans. So hopefully, uh, everybody has a good time. Everybody has a, you know, cashes some tickets. Hopefully one of us takes down the whole pool of the pick five, uh, which would be fun. Um, even though Spencer we all K, have the shout same... out to Joe there, by the way, sorry. What's up, yeah. Spencer? Spencer K. <laughs> but we all, we all have the same ticket. So it's probably not going to be one of us that hits it. <laughs> we all have some kind of the same combinations. Yeah. But, Andrew, um... You weren't supposed to use my six. Now, now my whole, yeah, right. now I gotta change my whole ticket. Yeah. Now, I don't, um, a word of advice. Don't ever leave a JKX racing horse off your, off your ticket. So <laughs> I will say one thing that I want to see Saturday for sure, guys, as I end the show, this is my one request for Saturday. Other than the obvious, let's make sure everyone gets back safely. Can we please, please track, you know, uh, 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 administrators. Let's not run one effing race on top of another like last week when you had Woodbine and Churchill with big races running at the same freaking time. It is driving me crazy, guys. I know a lot of people don't like CDI, and I understand why, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you guys saw it last week. Last week was – it's an embarrassment, Joe, and it's only hurting yeah. racing fans. Can we please stop doing that, Joe? It's completely insane. 
You're 100 percent right. I mean, why do it's, why do we keep punching ourselves in the face? That is completely within our control, Joe. You know, it's, it's not something in our control that we don't control, and it's it's very <laughs> frustrating. You're right. You're 100 percent right, Howard. Andrew, can you can can we can can you work something out, Andrew? How about you know the guys there? <laughs> hey, all I know is that we start early on Saturday at 12 o'clock or 12:05. So the first couple of races, we shouldn't have any complications, right. you know. So hopefully, as the day goes on, we can, you know, have our own uh, time slots. Usually, they're pretty good with it at parks. So hopefully, yeah. they they keep it up. I I had to get off my chest because last week was crazy. <laughs> anyway, guys, it's been a great show for Andrew, Joe, my co-host, uh, Pete Visco. This has been Howard Kravitz episode. 180. Hope you really enjoyed the show, guys. Thanks a lot, our Philly boys, for coming on. We'd like to have you on again, maybe around Breeders' Cup time. We'd love to have you guys on the show if you have the time for it. Good luck to everyone Saturday, Penn Derby Day at Parks. And we're going to be on live, by the way. People forgot to mention, we're going to be live right here on the HH Racing uh, podcast. Maybe Joe and, uh, and Andrew will be watching. We're going to be live here at 5 o'clock Eastern to cover the Cotillion and the Pandori. So join us live on Saturday. Take care, everyone. Have a great yep. night. Bye-bye.